I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are gonna be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are gonna work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're gonna read one chapter a week and inside our book study Facebook group, you're gonna get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts, you're gonna get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number 78 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited because today we are going to be talking about classroom routines that can help you calm the end of your chaos. I know we're still a few weeks away until the end of the year. I know a lot of you go until June, but the reality of it is, is the end of the year is quickly approaching. And I don't know about you, but when I was in the classroom, as exciting as the end of year was, it was definitely overwhelming. The end of the year definitely gets crazy for teachers and students alike. You know, if you think about it, your schedule gets completely disrupted, whether it's end of year testing, things like field day, there's class picnics, there's graduation ceremonies, there's expos, there's concerts and plays and productions, disrupted enrichment schedules because of all of those things. You know, it's like the field is not available for recess because of field day or whatever it is. So definitely a change in the schedule. And there's also additional work that is placed on teachers. You have grades that are due by a certain time. You might have paperwork for summer school. You have to pack up your classroom and organize everything. Meanwhile, you also have to keep your students engaged on task and teaching up until the very last day of the year, which, if we're being honest, is a challenge. That was a challenge when I was in the classroom. It is a challenge for the teachers that I talk with. I don't want to say that sometimes like the end of year gets here and we just want to give up, but it's like we definitely enter into survival mode. But there are definitely things that you can do and you can do now during the month of April to help set you up for end of year success. And one of the things that you can do is intentionally introduce, set up, or even restructure your literacy routines to help promote student independence through the end of the year. And maybe you're thinking, okay, this is the end of the year. Now is not the time for me to start something new, but rather I should be ending and wrapping everything up. 
But even though we're approaching the end of the year, now really is a great time if you have not been doing any literacy routines, which I'm going to break down exactly what I mean by that. But if you have not used any specific literacy routines, now is still a great time for you to introduce them, practice them, build independence with your students so that way students can stay engaged up until the last day of school. And maybe you're thinking, okay, great. I love this idea, but I've already been using literacy routines. My students are independent with them. We've been doing it this entire year. I still want you to listen to this episode because even if you've been using literacy routines for this entire year, I have some ideas on how you can spice up your routines or even extend them to create more student independence, which is going to free up some of your time. But before we kind of get into some of those specifics, let me just talk about what do I mean when I say a literacy routine. And a literacy routine is really any activity that has a specific set of tasks or steps that can easily be repeated by simply swapping out the content. So it's a routine. Students, they know exactly what to expect. They know the steps. They know what to do. So some examples could be, and these are all routines that I've talked about on the podcast before. So if you've been a listener for a long time, Hopefully these are not new to you, but you could do a word of the week routine. So each week, it's the same set of activities. The only thing is different is there is a new word. Maybe you have a poem of the week routine. So each week, it's the same tasks that students do every day. The only thing is different is you're finding a new poem. Or maybe you do a picture of the day. So every day, the students have the same sets of questions. They do the same process. The only thing that is different is the picture. And the reason why literacy routines can be so helpful at the end of the year is for a variety of reasons. But first of all, it's going to provide structure to your day when it often becomes very loose and lax. And so having some consistent routines at specific times during the day is going to help your students have more structure to a chaotic end of the year. And, you know, students thrive off of structure. Adults do. I mean, I thrive off of a routine. You know, teachers do too. And so if you can have some consistent routines in your classroom, that's just going to help keep your end of year just a little bit more controlled and calm. But these routines are also going to help your students be engaged up until the end of the year. And, you know, our admin in the school, and when I was admin, and of course there's reasons behind this, we tell our teachers, you should be teaching up until the very last day. Like, May is not the month to show movies. We still have students that need help with reading and writing, and there's still, you know, opportunities to teach students. And so we want students to be learning up until the end of the school year. And a routine is a really easy way to keep students engaged in meaningful content. But an added bonus is, is when you have students engaged in routines that they are confident in, that they can complete independently, it can also possibly free up some of your teacher time to allow you to tackle your end of your task. You know, if your students can independently do a routine, for 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes without your support, you can use that 30 minutes to pack up your library, do some end of your grading, like submit some final reports, whatever it is, so that way you don't have to stay later or take that stuff home with you. And I think possibly one of the best added benefits of doing a literacy routine or starting a literacy routine or refining whatever it is, is it gives you a chance at the end of the year to practice possibly a new routine for next year. So, you know, maybe if you've been listening to the podcast and you heard me talk about picture of the day or poem of the week and you're like, oh, I I love the idea of that. I'll save that for next year. Don't wait until next year. Implement it now. Do it for the last quarter. The last eight weeks is plenty of time for your students to build independence. And then that gives you an opportunity also as a teacher to decide, do I like this routine? Does it work for my style of teaching? Does it work for, you know, how I typically run my classroom? Can I find a time to fit it into the day? So 
doing routines, not only does it keep your students engaged up until the you know last day of school, it provides structure, low prep for you. It's also a chance for you to refine and you know test out something for next school year, which is just going to make next school year that much better. So those are kind of some of the reasons why you might want to consider prioritizing or introducing new routines for the end of the year. Now, Anything can be a routine, really. Like you can create a routine almost out of anything. And I've mentioned a couple and I've done some podcast episodes on them. But the reality of it is you can turn any reading and writing task into a specific routine. And so I'm going to give you kind of three elements that you want to consider when you are either designing or planning, or even if you're like, I want to take the low prep route and I want to buy a resource that's like already done for me, you still kind of want to consider some of these things to make sure that it is a solid routine and it's worth your time. So there's really three elements that are important when you are selecting a routine for your classroom. And the first thing that you want to consider is you want to make sure that the routine is going to be meaningful and a productive use of your time. This is something that's important to consider, I think, even at the end of the year. You want to make sure that your instruction is going to support students' growth as readers and writers. And so you want to make sure that the routine that you select, that you design, that you put together is going to be connected to some key objective in some way, to some standard. You know, And so a really easy way to determine that is to simply ask yourself, how is this routine going to benefit my students or how are they going to grow as a reader or writer? And it should be something that you can answer in a single sentence. They're going to learn how to use context clues. They're going to practice using inferential thinking. They're going to get an opportunity to practice their fluency. If the reason for doing something or the outcome is not connected to a standard, it is probably not the best routine. And the reality of it is, is there are oftentimes activities that are out there or routines that they might be fun. They might be engaging. You know, they might be really interactive, but they might not have a really strong academic outcome. And like I said, we still want our students to be engaged in meaningful tasks up until the end of the school year. So this is a really important question to consider. So just make sure that you know for sure, like what is the outcome and the benefit of using this routine. Now, the second thing that you really want to make sure is that the routine is predictable and easy for your students to complete independently. And this is kind of the whole point of a routine is that students will be able to become independent and confident in completing the activities and the tasks. And especially at the end of the year, like I mentioned, you know, if you have a routine that students can complete independently, that is going to free up some of your time to possibly tackle these additional end of year tasks. And so you want your students to know exactly what is expected of them, the exact tasks or activities they're supposed to do each day as a part of the routine so that they complete it independently and be successful without your help. So a couple of things that are just sort of like helpful is, you know, if this is a weekly routine, you kind of want to think, is there just like one or two tasks or activities that they're doing each day? If it's a daily routine, you know, make sure that students know all of the steps necessary to complete it. It's helpful to when you're, you know, teaching and introducing this routine before you release students into the land of independence where they can do this on their own, that you model it, that you practice, that you do several of them whole group before you have your students complete anything independently. And it can also be really helpful to provide students with some sort of like checklist or template, or if it's a response booklet or a worksheet or a journal prompt, whatever is necessary. So that way they can check everything off to make sure like, yep, I've done all of the assigned tasks for today or every day I know exactly what I'm going to do. Or even you could create like an anchor chart and have it displayed in the classroom. But 
Again, if we want our students to be independent, we want it to be predictable, and we want them to know exactly what they're supposed to be doing every single day. So just make sure that it is not a super complex routine, that it is something that students can actually complete on their own without your support. And that's going to vary kind of by grade level as well. So if you're a lower elementary student, you might have to you know, really consider what can my students handle independently on their own without my help. If you're upper elementary, obviously your students get a little bit more or they can be independent for longer. So you might be able to provide some more complex tasks. You just want to make sure that it is appropriately independent according to their level. And then the third thing you really want to think about is making sure that this routine is low prep for you. You know, especially at the end of the year, you want to make sure that by adding in a routine that you aren't adding in more work on your plate, but instead you know, this routine is going to be something that is easy for you to plan. It's going to be easy for you to prep. And ultimately, it should hopefully help you give some time back because something that is low prep, you know, low effort on your report to put together, but has a high result is going to consume more of your instructional time, but in a beneficial way and hopefully take up less of your planning time. So it's kind of like a win-win. So you also just want to think about how much effort is going to be required of me to prepare for this routine on a daily, weekly basis. And Ultimately, if it's a well-planned and prepared routine, then all you should have to do is hopefully swap out one thing every day or week. So you're adding in a new word, you're adding in a new poem, you're looking for a new prompt, a new picture, a new story, a new genre, a new word family, whatever it is, you're just substituting one thing and it makes it easy then for students to execute the routine with that new thing. So those are kind of some things that you want to think about. Now let's talk about some specific examples of things that you could do for routines at the end of the year. And like I said, Anything, literally anything can be turned into a routine. And I have talked about on the podcast in the past, I've talked about poem of the week. I did an episode number 73 and 74 on that. Episode number 61 was all about picture of the day. So if those sound of interest to you and you have not caught those episodes yet, definitely go back and give those a lesson. I think I've done an episode on word of the week, but when I was looking back at past episodes, I could not find one. I know I've talked about this a lot. So if you've been around my audience for a while, you've heard me talk about it, but I'm gonna quickly go through it in case this is new to you. But a really easy routine to do is a word of the week routine, and you can use any word. So you could find a word that's in isolation, or you could pick out a word from your science textbook, your social studies textbook, your read aloud, and you know copy the paragraph that that word is in so students have the context in which that word is used. And on Monday, all they're doing is reading the paragraph that has the word, and they're making a prediction about the meaning of the word. On Tuesday, they are looking up the definition and they are simply confirming their prediction. Yes, I got it right. No, I got it wrong. On Wednesday, they're going to do a word study where they're really going to dig deep and they're going to identify the parts of speech. They're going to look up synonyms. They're going to look up antonyms. They're going to break the word apart into syllables. They're going to try to identify prefixes, suffixes, root words, you know, whatever might be a part of that word. And then on Thursday, they're going to create an illustration that goes with the word. They can either create a symbol that, you know, connects to the meaning or they can draw an illustration of how that word was used in context. They can draw a diagram with labels to help communicate their understanding of the word. And then on Friday, they are going to use the word in context. Now, depending on how much time you want this to take and kind of the level, you could have your students use that word in sentences, or you could even have them use it in like an entire paragraph. So that's a super simple routine. And the only thing you are swapping out every week is the word. Students know how to complete all of those activities And so you're not having to provide them with explanation. It's simply, okay, we're going to do word of the week. It's Monday, do your Monday task. It's Tuesday, do your Tuesday task. And a routine like this isn't going to take too much time on a daily basis. And so often during the school year, we are trying to find really quick and easy 
instructional activities because there is so much that we need to teach. But at the end of the year, it's kind of the opposite. At the end of the year, sometimes we are looking for longer, (laughs) more time-consuming activities. And so what you might want to do is if you've been doing Word of the Week, you could condense it and it now becomes Word of the Day. And so they could do all five of these tasks in a single day. And every day they're looking at a different word. And, you know, you could change it up. On Monday, they're looking at a science word. On Tuesday, they're looking at a social studies word. On Wednesday, it's a math word or, you know, whatever it is. There's ways that you could provide variety of it. But there is a way then that you could extend this routine to take up more time by turning it into like a word of the day. Another routine that is something that you might want to consider doing is a genre of the week. And I don't have like an actual resource for this, but this is something that you could easily create for your students. And this is a good example of how you literally can turn anything into a routine So, you know, for the last like nine weeks of the school year, pick nine different genres that you want to study and identify a picture book that falls in each genre. And I would use YouTube. YouTube is great because you can find stories being read aloud. And so you could find somebody who is reading the picture book aloud to your students. And so then that also kind of frees up your time to tackle some of these end of your tasks. But, you know, maybe on Monday, they're going to listen to the story and then they're going to identify what they think the genre is and explain how they know that. So what attributes were present in the story to help them say that this was, you know, realistic fiction or this was historical fiction. And then maybe on Tuesday, they are going to, you know, evaluate the writing and rate the story or genre. So they're going to say, you know what, I thought the author did a really good job of writing a historical fiction text because they included some real life events, but, you know, had made up characters or whatever it is. And I give the story a five out of five or a three out of five. You know, I think anytime that students can share their opinions or evaluate something, they're much more likely to be engaged in it. On Wednesday, you could have students illustrate their favorite part of the story and summarize the text. On Thursday, they could create an anchor chart for this specific genre, you know, how they would teach other people about the genre and the attributes of it. And then on Friday, they could write a short story in the exact same genre. Now, I love doing repeated readings and repeating picture books to students over and over again. And some teachers might say, my students would get bored with that, but try it and see. I bet you could probably have your students listen to that story on YouTube over and over again, like every single day of the week. And so if you think about it, like if they're listening to the story and then completing one task connected to it, it would take up probably 30 minutes. But this is a productive 30 minutes of their day because they are working on their listening comprehension. They are working on writing. They are able to synthesize a lot of the things that you've taught them this year about reading, writing, comprehension, genre, text analysis, you know, all of these things. And they're doing it in a fun and engaging way. So you could easily do some sort of like genre of the week for the last like nine weeks of the school year. Another thing that you could possibly consider, and I'm going to shout out my friend Megan at the Literacy Dive, who's been a guest here before, and I'll link to this in the show notes, but she has an amazing set of daily writing prompts Every day is a national holiday, in case you didn't know. Um, There's a national holiday for every single day of the year. And she has writing prompts that are connected to, you know, whether it's like National Dog Lovers Day or National Donut Day or National Siblings Day or whatever it is. But she has these writing prompts. This is such an easy routine. You display the PowerPoint. It has the prompts. Students get to choose, you know, what prompt they want to respond to. And you simply tell them that we're going to practice writing long today for, you know, 20 minutes. And for 20 minutes, they're going to write in their journal. And if they finish writing about one prompt... There's two more that they can write about. So every day, it's the same routine. They are writing in their journal. You know, you could have them go through the entire writing process. You know, at the end of the routine, they could share their writing with somebody else if you wanted to extend it. But it's such an easy way for them to be engaged in something meaningful, writing. 
So I will link to those in the show notes if that is something that you want to check out. Like I said, those are from my friend Megan over at the Literacy Dive. Another thing you could do is you could come up with a daily book talk routine. Now, this one would be a little bit abnormal because it would take a little bit of prep work. But, you know, if you have 25 kids in your class or 20 kids in your class, however many you have, kind of work backwards and think about how you could really every day for the last month of the year have your students give a book talk. And what I would probably do is spend one week having students prepare like the ultimate book talk, the best book talk they have ever given. And I have done a podcast episode on book talks, and I also have a resource. We will link to both of those in the show notes in case you want to like learn more. But what this could be is basically students are picking their all-time favorite book from the year, whether it's a chapter book or a picture book, and they're going to prepare an epic book talk where they're going to have a summary. They're going to have persuasion where they're trying to convince you to read it. They're going to share artifacts. You know, they're going to have elements that they created, whether it's like a poster or a comic or, you know, a postcard from it, whatever it is. They're going to analyze the writing. They're going to categorize the genre. They're going to put a ton of effort into it because it's going to take them a week to prepare for it. And then for the next 20, 25 days, however many kids you have, every day, one student gets to give a book talk. And this daily book talk becomes your routine. You know, you can teach your students how to present. You can teach them how to be good audience members. You could even have one student who facilitates the daily book talk. And if you think about it, students would probably take about 10 minutes to present their book talk. But then there's an additional 10 minutes where students get to ask questions, give affirmations, make connections, you know, where they can talk about it. And that entire thing can be a routine. But again, it's productive. It's meaningful. Your students are going to be engaged in something really fun. It's going to work on their speaking and listening skills, and they get to reflect back on the books that they've read this entire year. So you could easily turn something like that into a routine. Again, hopefully some of these are just ideas, but like I said, you can turn anything into a routine. You know, if anything, think about what are some of your favorite reading and writing tasks that your students have done this year, and how can you automate them by turning them into a routine? So those are some of my ideas. Now, let me quickly talk about what you can do if you have already been using routines in your classroom all year long and you sort of want to either extend them or modify them or just breathe a little bit of new life into them for the end of the year, I have a couple ideas for you. So like I mentioned, if you have been doing any sort of word of the week or story of the week or poem of the week routine, one of the things that you can do is turn that into a daily routine. So the benefit of this is obviously your students are going to get more exposure and practice whatever that routine is, because rather than doing one of these words or poems or stories for the entire week, they're going to do one a day. And it's going to obviously take them a little bit longer, which is going to give you know you a little bit more time to work on some of those things, but it's going to provide more structure and consistency to their day. Other things that you could do are add in a collaborative or movement element at the end of the routine. And so whatever the routine is, if students have completed it independently, then what you want to do is after the independent portion has been ended, you want to give them an opportunity to either share, discuss their responses with a friend, with a small group. They could do some sort of turn and talk. They could do a mix and mingle. They could do, you know, like a find someone who type of thing, you know, some opportunity for them to basically share the work that they have done. Another thing that you could do is if you have been doing routines all year long, you could designate or create the option to let a student facilitate and run the routine. So you're going to remove yourself from the routine and you're going to let a student be the one to start the discussion, to you know set the pacing of the routine. And this is going to allow for more student ownership towards the end of the year. And students love being teachers. You know, if they get to be in the front and they get to set the timer and they get to call on students and facilitate the discussion, that is great. This also brings in another opportunity for the speaking, listening, and collaboration. 
And then the final thing that you could do is add in an intentional writing element that's a little bit more extended. So if you do word of the day, every day your students are learning a new word. So then on Fridays, you could possibly have your students write a story or a text where they have to use all five words in the same paragraph or the same page. You know, if you're doing poem of the week, at the end of the week, your students could write a poem in the same style that the poem they've been studying all week long. So extend whatever your current routine is with some additional writing. And, you know, a really easy way to get students excited about writing is to make it evaluative or argumentative. So let students share their opinion. You know, my favorite word was, the best picture was, you know, I thought this poem would be rated or graded or whatever it is. Let them say whether they enjoyed it or they didn't enjoy it. You know, I think especially if it's students didn't enjoy something, If they can express that opinion or that feeling and give their reasoning, it can help make that activity or task that much better because at least they had a voice that could be heard. So those are a couple things that you can do if you have been doing routines all year long, but you want to extend or spice them up here towards the end of the year. So hopefully this episode has given you kind of a few ideas on how you can use literacy routines to help keep your classroom running smooth up until the very last day of school. And I also hope you have some ideas for routines that you could possibly add to your classroom this year or ways that you can kind of spice up or change up your routines for the last nine weeks of the school year. And if you have never tried out my word of the week routine, I do have a free sample that I would love to share with you. I'm gonna link to it in the show notes. It includes five words. So you could either do it as a word of the week for five weeks, or you could do it as word of the day for an entire week. And I will also link to other literacy routines that I do have available in my TPT store in the show notes that you're obviously welcome to check out. And I hope you and your students have a stellar end of the school year. And just a little sneak peek, you definitely want to tune in next week because I'm going to be sharing five tips that are going to help you declutter your schedule and make more time for the things that are really important to you. So definitely tune in. I will see you back here next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at stellarteacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.